Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. It's Thursday, June 9th. From inside the WTOP newsroom, this is the DMV Download, presented by Steamfitters Local 602. Learn how Steamfitters can benefit your business at steamfitters-602.org. Today, the Washington Commanders have had a consequential 24 hours. Following comments by its defensive coordinator, Jack Del Rio, minimizing the events of January 6th, Virginia lawmakers pulled the legislation that made way for a state-funded stadium. We're devoting the entire show to this topic, as lawmakers from D.C. and Virginia are weighing in. WTOP's George Wallace tells us what this means for the team already in legal turmoil. This team doesn't need any of this. Like, don't need, why, why if, if you're in that position as the defensive coordinator or anybody, any coach, why tweet anything? And Prince William County State Senator Jeremy McPike tells us why the bill that could have helped fund the NFL team's potential move to Woodbridge fell apart. You know, when you say, hey, we want to be your neighbor, and at the same time you throw insults and dim- diminish the impact to people's lives that January 6th had on people, that's incredibly inflammatory. Also this morning, a majority of the D.C. Council says they don't want a commander stadium at RFK. Ward 6 Councilmember Charles Allen tells us even if the stadium is paid for, he doesn't want it. I think this is regardless of how it gets paid for, it's a bad idea at this site. It just is. Thanks for joining us. I'm Megan Cloherty. And I'm Luke Garrett. It was after practice Wednesday when Commander's Defensive Coordinator Jack Del Rio made comments that have had a ripple effect on the team stadium deal in Virginia. Late last night, Del Rio apologized, calling his sentiment inappropriate, but it seems like the damage was already done. WTOP Sports Director George Wallace was there when Del Rio doubled down after practice, and he's going to kind of set the scene for us here so we know how this started before we get into the fallout. Um, So, George... How did this go down? Because, I mean, did someone ask Jack Del Rio about January 6th? Or how did this topic even come up? Well, Del Rio had tweeted the night before about wanting to know the whole story. And I don't know his tweet verbatim about the January 6th and why people weren't talking about the riots and the burning of businesses and things like that. So he tweeted that literally it was either the day before or two days before we were out there. So uh, reporters asked him about his tweets Let's get right down to it. What did I ask? A simple question. Why are we not looking into those things? Because it's kind of hard for me to say I can realistically look at it. I see the images on TV. People's livelihoods are being destroyed. Businesses are being burned down. No problem. And then we have a dust up at the Capitol. Well, there's nothing burned down. And we're not going to talk about We're going to make that a major deal. I just think... It kind of two standards. And if we apply the same standard and we're going to be reasonable with each other, let's have a discussion. Then at the end of his uh, media availability, he was asked again, worrying about if players have a problem with it. Mm. And he says, if players have a problem with it, then he's happy to discuss it. He said, as of now, there were no discussions amongst players. And then he went into the whole thing about, um, you know, the and used dust up in that so it was at the end, his last comment, which we just heard, 
that was how it kind of uh, unfolded. So, yes, mm. he was asked to clarify his tweet, and then he doubled down on it at the end. Right, he doubled down, but then there was kind of an about face uh, just hours later that night where he apologized you know, for it. Where did that apology come from, do you <laughs> think? That's a great question. Uh, you know, it could have been from Rivera saying you have to get out and do this from the head coach. Um, or it could have been just the backlash he was receiving when he said it. And he kind of just said it, not even thinking about it. You could tell he was just talking. And then we have this minor dust up at the Capitol and just kind of went through it. Right. And you could see the, you know, the PR person in the back kind of shaking his head. And then he finished that answer and was like, OK, let's thanks, coach. That was it. So there were no follow-ups to that, unfortunately, because he just Got took him away, off, yeah. which is probably smart. So the apology, you would like to hope that it came from that he realized that what he said and right. not thinking about it in the moment. Um, but I'm sure there were lots of discussions internally inside that building after we left yesterday. So the commanders have yet to comment as an organization. Um are the players saying anything? Because obviously, you know, their comments were made, and then we had a couple hours go by, right. and then all of a sudden we've seen all these changes. So have there been any comments now from players? Players that we talked to after practice hadn't seen his tweets, and then some were read the tweets to them at the microphone, and they were like, look, I don't have a reaction to it. If I do, I'll talk to him myself. He's very, you know, he's approachable, whatever. Um, so that, and, and then Jonathan Allen told NBC Sports Washington that, He's he's aware of the tweets, but he kind of stays away from it in the locker room. They they, you know, allow their coach. Everybody can have their opinions. And basically, as long as he's coaching me on defense, I'm playing for him. Like that's that's kind of the vibe that you get, Mm. at least publicly Mm -hmm. from the players. Now, has there been a revolt inside the building? They don't know yet, because like you said, we haven't heard from them. And we're not scheduled to be out there until Tuesday for the next mini camp Mm. when I would hope. Ron Rivera addresses it in some way. Now, Rivera spoke first before Del Rio did yesterday. So Rivera was asked about the tweets, and he said there are no issues right now, and if there are any issues, any discussions he has with his assistant coaches, he keeps that to himself. Fine. Okay. But then Del Rio spoke and had these comments, so we have not heard from the head coach since. Can I just ask the sort of the broader question here? If you're not a football person, if you're not a commander's person, why do we care? I mean, I think that the bigger the bigger thing is maybe not necessarily the, what the words he spoke, mm-hmm. but the fact, right, this fallout, at a time when the team is trying to rebrand, yeah. it's trying to, like earlier this week it put out, you know, these are going to be our themed games this year, and here we got the marching band coming back. Like they're trying to kind of have this positive restart, if you will, with this yes. new name. And then this happens, and, and it kind of overshadows all of that. Can, can I get your take on that? Because it really yeah. seems like the, the bigger thing here is – just the kind of cloud over the commanders, if you will. Yeah, that's it. That this is the this team doesn't need any of this. Like, don't eat. Why? Why? If if you're in that position as the defensive coordinator or anybody, any coach, like, why? Why even? Why tweet anything? You have your opinions. That's fine. Don't put it out there. Anything to bring attention to this team, which is already, as you mentioned, just knee deep. And you know what? You don't need anything else. This team does not need anything else. Ron Rivera walked into this situation three years ago, and it was bad, but it's, it's, gotten, it's gotten worse. Mm. And they're trying, and they're trying, and to, you, to your point about the theme, the game's coming up. They're going to honor this group. They're going to do this. they got the marching band, the new fight song. They're trying to do about face and, and, and change the fortunes of this franchise, and then something like this happens. If I'm Ron Rivera, I am more upset that one of your coaches is bringing more attention to this. It when, has nothing to do with football, well, by the way. It has nothing to do with right. football. So in the sports world of it, for me, if 
The players are revolting, and the players are at Ron Rivera's door saying, we are absolutely not going to play for this guy because of this. Then that's where it becomes an even bigger issue. But to your point about caring about it right now, it's the team is just trying to get past all of this, and it's just totally unnecessary. Mm. He did not need to put anything out there. Keep your opinions. You can talk about it all you want. And he said, I would not put anything out there that I would not say to my coaches or players. And I believe that from Jack Delray. I believe that. He's that guy. Anything that I ever say or write, I'd be comfortable saying or writing in front of everybody that I work with, players and coaches. So uh, I express myself as as an American. Um, We have that ability. I love this country. And, um, you know, I believe what I believe, and I – I've said what I want to say. and So, have discussions. That's fine. Don't put it on social media. Put your phone down. <laughs> and so that leads to the big question. You know, will Del Rio stay at the Commanders? Do you think he'll be fired for this? Do you think there'll be some major fallout? It looks like this led to the killing of a bill that you know could bring the Commanders across the Potomac. So what's going to happen here? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think he loses his job over it. Again, unless players you know, go absolutely nuts over it. But I don't know if they will. I mean, internally, if they have to, if they go to him and have discussions and they have knockdown, drag out arguments, that's fine. But I don't think that there's going to be a revolt. Mm. I don't know. I could be totally wrong. Right. But I just don't, you know, I don't see it. Now, could he be fired because the defense went from top five to bottom five two years ago? Sure. And you give up, <laughs> you go out the first right. few games of the year and give up, you know, 1,000 yards? That's a different story. Right. But based because of this, I don't think he's going to lose his job. And I don't know where it goes from here. Um it was obviously was the huge talking point at now, and when we should have been talking about the progress made at OTAs and Carson Wentz and the new rookie, Jahan Dotson, and the relationship that they have and how far this offense is coming. But yesterday and now it's all about what the defensive coordinator said for absolutely no reason at all, like mm. no reason. This, you, don't, you don't need it. They're making a lot of headlines for things that don't involve the game of football. Correct. And that, and Right. And if, Well, that's, <laughs> isn't that the way it's, this team's been for the last 25 years? That's right. Who know? We'll find out next week if anything else comes out or any more statements are released or Ron Rivera or Jason Wright gets out and discusses it and says his coaches his own his own opinions and you know this. I don't know, but I don't think he loses his job over it mm-hmm. in the end game. All right, Sports Director George Wallace breaking it down for us. Thank you so much. Welcome. And after the break, we talk with a Virginia and DC lawmaker who are both pushing back against the idea of a Commander Stadium, but for different reasons. If you want to save money and grow profits on your next commercial heating, cooling, HVAC, or refrigeration project, go with the men and women of Steamfitters Local 602. You can trust the experience of its workforce, members who have expertise in heating, air conditioning, refrigeration, and process piping to deliver work that's on time and on budget. For a partner you can trust who's mutually focused on your bottom line and to schedule, contact Steamfitters Local 602 at steamfitters-602.org. That's steamfitters-602.org. Steamfitters Local 602, changing lives. Thanks for listening to the DMV Download. If you like the podcast, head to our show page, give us a rating, and leave a review. We read all of them and use the suggestions to improve the show that we're so proud of. It also helps other listeners find this, our region's only local daily news podcast. Thanks for making us a part of your day. The current legislation offering state incentives for the new Washington Commander Stadium in Virginia is dead. But it wasn't long ago that many state senators and delegates were open to the idea of bringing an NFL stadium to the Commonwealth. When we say not long ago, there were discussions scheduled to happen today between lawmakers and the commander's team president, Jason Wright, that were canceled. 
Since then, we know the bill that would offer state incentives to the team to build a stadium in the Commonwealth is pulled and not happening this session. Joining us now is Prince William County State Senator Jeremy McPike. He's one of the lawmakers who had a change of heart in offering the commanders a deal. First of all, thanks for joining us on Zoom. We appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to join. Tell us, I mean, was it really Jack Del Rio's comments that pushed you over the edge or tell us what what changed your mind here? Yeah, well, several weeks ago, you know, I commented that, you know, I've really not received any of the transit and transportation details and they're starting to roll out sites. Obviously, for the 95 site in Woodbridge, like traffic's king. I mean, people from New York to Florida know exactly that stretch of road. Mm. You know, they know the Occoquan Bridge and literally it's right there. Prince William Parkway. That's one of the proposed sites. And, you know, you got to have details on transit and transportation on how it's all going to work mm-hmm. and sort of none of those details. And, you know, I, I would love to see some innovation. I'd love to see some traffic improvement, but that hasn't been a part of the conversation. And it's all been sort of stadium and development based and not some of the details. And that's that's tough to reconcile. And that's really what affects your your constituents. I mean, obviously, they'd probably enjoy going to a game, but if they can't get to the grocery store without hitting traffic, that's a bigger issue. Absolutely. You know, trying to get get back from work to pick up the kids from school or run them to a sports, you know, practice. Yeah, that's always tough. And you mentioned, you know, just yesterday that Del Rio's comments were kind of like the nail in the coffin. Obviously, you had some reservations before. But what about Del Rio's comments pushed you over the edge? Look, some of my constituents are Capitol Police officers and people that work at the Capitol. Those lives were directly impacted, one of which is no longer with us. And so, you know, when you say, hey, we want to be your neighbor, and at the same time, you throw insults and diminish the impact to people's lives that January 6th had on people, that's incredibly inflammatory. Do you think that the commanders, I mean, there's any way forward for them to have a stadium in Virginia? Could this thing be resurrected in some way? Or this iteration is dead or is the whole thing dead? I, I think this year it's dead. Uh, you know, the, the patrons have confirmed this morning, as you saw, that it's off the table. That conference report, the final bill is not going to be voted on at all. So it's dead for the year. We'll see what happens next year. And it's my hope that, you know, they step up, have some more details and tell us how they're going to finance it. Hmm. I, I think uh, this is sort of muddy the waters in terms of how the state would participate in any form whatsoever. Mm. So in other words, state incentives are off the table. Yeah, I, mean, I think that they've got a lot of work to do this year, uh, and they've set up some steep hurdles to have that conversation again next year. You know, again, if they come back and talk about improving transit and roads, transportation, resolve those things and, and start to engage in community discussions, mm-hmm. not just ethereal, here it is, you should love it, mm. and that's it. You know, that's not how to have a community conversation. You know, go meet people. Go go to these sites, talk to neighbors, figure out what the issues are. If they're serious about it, they would do it. I have yet to see that. In a way, it's kind of interesting that this whole conversation has pulled so much attention to your district and that gridlock that you're talking about that we all know so well because we've sat there on 95. I mean, beyond the commanders, do you think that that attention is maybe in a weird way going to help you kind of say, hey, listen, maybe the stadium isn't coming, but we can all agree this is a transit issue here. You know what I mean? Like, is there a way out of this in a positive way? Uh, Absolutely. I think all eyes have been on it. And now the focus is, hey, it's transit and transportation. How are you going to fix it? And so my challenge back to 
you know, VDOT and the governor's office is, hey, y'all saw what the challenges are. Let's roll the sleeves. You know, we do have some improvements coming to 123 right now. We do have a new auxiliary lane. I got approved for $30 million between 123 and Prince William Parkway. Wow. It's already in construction. So there are some segments. But if you're talking, we deal with East Coast traffic, not just our community traffic. And so you put them all in the fold and you've got Route 1, 123, 95, all converge right there at the Occoquan Bridge. That's yeah. still yeah. a huge issue we got to resolve. We talk about it almost daily on WTOP. So my laugh was coming from that place as we hear about it a lot. State Senator uh, Jeremy McPike, thank you so much for your time and kind of letting us know where things stand. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me on. And Virginia lawmakers are not alone in reacting to the commander's defensive coordinator's comments. In D.C., seven council members, that's a majority, signed a letter sent to D.C. Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton, saying in part, quote, we will not support an NFL stadium as part of the future of the RFK campus. The debate is done, end quote. In response, Mayor Muriel Bowser seems to disagree when asked about it during a press conference today. Well, how arrogant it. can you be to suggest that a debate is over when I'm still talking? Ward 6 Councilmember Charles Allen joins us now on Zoom to talk about all of this. And let's start with the timing here, because the commanders have long had an image problem, to put it kindly, with investigations into allegations of financial misconduct, sexual harassment in the organization. Why did you think today was the day to send this letter to the delegate? We've actually been working on this letter for the last several days after the news broke last week around there apparently being some confusion about whether or not the city wanted to see a stadium at this site or not, as we work towards getting the federal government to transfer that land to the district. And there is no debate on this front. We want that land to be transferred. Congresswoman Norton is going to bat. She is fighting for D.C. to get that land transferred. What we wanted to make clear was there's a majority of the council that does not believe an NFL stadium should be on that site or should be a part of that deal. But Mm -hmm. we want that land to build more city build more housing, create permanent jobs, parks and green space. That is actually not up for debate. I think there's a lot of agreement among city leaders that there's a great opportunity here to build more city, to meet our city and our residents' needs. Mm. And what is your response to the mayor's comments we just heard? You know, she said in part that this letter was somewhat, you know, arrogant as she's continuing discussions about the stadium. What do you have to say to that? Well, I think it's been clear for a long time that uh, folks don't want a stadium at that site. Uh, An NFL stadium is incompatible with the types of uses that I think we actually all agree on, which is creating more family-based housing, more affordable housing, creating permanent jobs. Building an NFL stadium to get used a handful of days out of the year, surrounded by oceans of asphalt to parking lots, is not what our city needs. It's not what neighbors want. Um, For our listeners, you touched on this a little bit, but can you explain why this is especially charged in D.C.? Because we have RFK basically sitting empty um, surrounded by asphalt, like you just said, uh, the the city does not have the right to do anything really with it until that land is transferred. Where does that stand? Have you? I, I know you spoke with uh, the delegate today. Is there any movement on that? We are hopefully going to get this land transferred from the federal government to the district, and the district should be able to make its own decisions about this part of our city and what our needs could be met. It's right on top of Metro. Think about what you could do there with housing and with jobs and with parks, with metro accessibility. That's the vision that we've got to lay out in an NFL stadium that takes up so much of that footprint that barely gets used and time and time and time again has been shown not to be an economic driver in cities. That would be the wrong choice. But we do have a vision we can all buy into that would really put this back in productive use for our city and deliver on what our residents really want. Mm. 
So, you know, today, Virginia lawmakers said that their bill, you know, to give state incentives to the commanders is dead. Maryland hasn't even expressed their interest in publicly supporting a stadium, and neither has D.C. But do you think there's still any way forward if Snyder decides to fund a stadium? Would that encourage you personally or the D.C. Council to give a thumbs up to an RFK stadium? Not at RFK. I think this is regardless of how it gets paid for. It's a bad idea at this site. It just is. Um, if you were to build an NFL stadium, you don't get the housing, you don't get the permanent jobs, you don't get the parks and the green space. And that's the opportunity. It is an unprecedented opportunity for us to build more city, to meet our needs. We've got a housing crisis. We need to build more housing. We can build more parks and green spaces. We have an Anacostia River that we're bringing back and reviving as a part of our city right there. That's the opportunity that's in front of us. That's the vision that we can create for this space, not something that's going to sit empty. 355 days out of the year. Charles Allen, council member for Ward 6 of D.C., thank you so much for your time today. Absolutely. Thank you both. And we reached out to the commanders to see if Jack Del Rio wanted to come on the show to talk about his comments. They said they'll take a pass. Okay, so before we go, I have to share this ridiculous thing that happened to me. And I feel like, okay, (laughs) as you get older, I think this happens more. Maybe I'm just clumsy. But it seems like when you actually hurt yourself, it's always for some stupid reason. Right. It's never like, oh, I was going to catch the winning touchdown or I was whatever. I fought off a bear. I was saving a child. It's like I was just walking down the stairs. Oh, why do you use that example, Megan? Um, gee, because the other day, okay, so you guys, I have probably, what would you say it is, Luke? It's probably like a eight to nine inch gash gash on my leg. Yes. It's really, really good looking. Um, I was carrying like a bag in one arm, a backpack in the other arm, mm-hmm. didn't ha- not holding on, walking down the stairs like a, you know. In heels. In heels, just with all the confidence in the world. <laughs> and my ankle rolls. My other heel gets stuck in the carpet of these stupid stairs, and I just bit it. Ugh. And it's so embarrassing. I mean, thank God I didn't like break anything or nothing really happened. But everyone's like, whoa, what happened to your leg? It I'm definitely like, left a mark. Yeah. <laughs> it looks cool, though. Has it's something cool. like that ever happened to you where you're like really embarrassed, but you have to... I can't hide it. It's huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I sprained my ankle last summer. I was on a kid's rock climbing wall. You know, like like there were three, four, five-year-olds like climbing on why this wall with on, me. Why were you on? Why? Well, I don't know. We were like out and um, my girlfriend's brother actually jumped off like the top of it. You know, he's kind of a skater. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like if he can do it, I can do it. So I just jumped off, you know, this kid's rock climbing wall. Kids were watching. And I land and just pop, just <gasps> pop my ligament, just my ankle rolls and I'm out. And I just see these little kids like looking at me just like. The audience was captivated. Did this man just break oh, <laughs> his gosh. ankle that hurts, man. on the little kid's rock climbing wall? And yes, I did. Yes, that's what happened. Sometimes sprains hurt more than breaks. That's my. Uh... Fully recovered now. Can go and runs again. <laughs> but uh, yes. Thank you for asking. Worst Fully injuries uh, happen, you know, when it's not really that cool. No. Well, here I am just in time for short season to have this giant uh, <laughs> Uh, gash. Anyway, there you go. You'll know me if you see me walking down the street. That's true. That's me. <laughs> That's Megan. The gash lady. That'll do it today for us on the DMV Download, sponsored by Steamfitters Local 602. Our managing editor is Craig Schwab, and our music is by Real World. Give us a review and rate our show if you get the chance. We read those all. You can also follow us on social media where we post content every day. 
You can find out more about this podcast and become one of our VIP listeners at dmvdownload.com. The DMV Download is a product of WTOP News. Listen on 103.5 FM in the D.C. area, 107.7 FM in Virginia, 103.9 FM in Frederick, Maryland, online at WTOP.com and on the WTOP News app. Be careful out there. Have a good night.